0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where
1: you are now or where you've been, there is a Next Level. We bring you five episodes a week,
0: four of which are solo episodes with Kevin and I, and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer, of The Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. We did a Valentine's Day special where we spoke virtually to Massachusetts Maritime Academy. Belated. Belated. Belated, Yes, belated. Today, for episode number 567, how one courageous moment can change your life. Oh, yeah. So this is going to be a quick episode because it's Monday. So Alan and I were talking the other day, and I was telling Alan about the story um, where I went and saw my dad for the first time in 27 years, probably. It was at least 25, because I don't really remember. So I'll tell you guys the story and how it impacted me. I think that we all have an opportunity to follow through with the courageous moment. And I think if you're watching or listening right now, you probably have something that you could do that is courageous. maybe you don't think it'll be worth it um, I think that's a common thing. you don't think it'll be worth it. maybe you don't know if it's possible for you you know there's I think there's a lot of things, but like I think we all have a courageous thing that we could do right now
1: I think the the not believing it'll be worth it it's because you don't really know what's on the other end of it mm. so uh, you would ask me my intention on this episode and Whether it's Tiff reaching out and DMing Kevin and I, or it's Amy, you know, sending that Snapchat message and then you going to the mall with her, or, you know, when I messaged Emilia finally (laughs) and didn't actually unsend it, you never really know how much one tiny courageous moment can ripple into changing your entire life. Mm. So, of course, you're not sure it'll be worth it because of this... You, how could you possibly know in advance what your new decade would look like with that one tiny shift? And, and, you know, I say this to my clients often. I can open the door and I can show you the door that I believe is there for you based on what my intuition believes, but you're going to have to walk through it. Mm. And I don't know if we understand the downside of not walking through it. And I think that's, of course, why if you're not certain that it's going to be worth it, why would you do it? And especially when that door might be painful in the moment for a much greater end state.
0: I think if it's courageous, it's painful in some way, shape, or form. Exactly. Whether it's fear, whether it's feedback, whatever it is. So I used to live in New Hampshire. So when, back in the day, my girlfriend and I, at the time, we went and we moved to New Hampshire. We found a nice place. We moved in, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. My girlfriend and I broke up, so I ended up staying in New Hampshire. I had a nice big place to myself. It was actually pretty awesome. I I very much enjoyed it. Uh, Used to have, you know... Matt and my buddies used to come up and we used to <laughs> tear it up and get a little reckless. I went one time. You did. We had a good time. Yeah. We and the, we podcasted yeah. there. Like, that's, we went to the bar. We went to the bar, yeah, for yeah. sure. But we, the purpose
1: behind that was to, to not, fear chase. Yeah,
0: was to not get drunk. Yeah. I had a drink, though, I remember. Yeah, I got a little little loose. So crazy. Yeah. yeah. And if you listen to, like, I mean, I don't know the actual numbers, but probably up to maybe 17, 18. Uh, of the Hyperconscious podcast, that was probably recorded in my living room in New Hampshire. So I just give you that context because I think it's important for the story. So one day, one night, I think, I don't know if it was on the weekend, if I had just gotten back from work, traveling back from New Jersey, but I'm sitting in my recliner watching TV and I was going through my Facebook messages and I didn't realize that if somebody sends you a message and you're not friends with them, it goes to a separate folder. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. So I was just... If have you ever been lonely? If you're watching or listening to this, have you ever been lonely and you go look through your DMs, you look through your old text messages, you look through your old pictures, anything on social media, that's what I was doing. I was lonely, I was soul searching. And I landed on this message from what ended up being my father's girlfriend. And I didn't know who it was. I didn't recognize the name, so I opened it up. And it said, it basically said, Hey, I'm, I don't remember her name, I'm blank, I'm your father's girlfriend. He wanted me to reach out to you and see how you're, you are and for him to tell you how proud of you he is and he'd love to meet up if that's something you're willing to do. And I remember reading it and literally I just fell on the floor in my living room and started crying because I think for me it was something that I didn't think I was ever gonna have to face. If you If you've listened to this show, I've talked a little bit about it, but I was always the guy who like, I didn't care. I said like if my dad was to die, it wouldn't bother me. It just wouldn't. Now, I don't know whether or not that's true, but I think I have built up such a wall around my heart because it's like, you're afraid to get hurt again, right? You're afraid to get hurt. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Liar, Liar, but that's what my mom told me my dad was like. He would say he was gonna come get me and he would never show up. He was in you know motorcycle gangs and such things back in the day. Um, so I'm literally lying on the floor crying, like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. I don't know what to do with this. And I ended up texting one of my friends at the time and said, hey, I don't want to do this, like genuinely. Like 0% of me wants to do this. But I think 100% of me knows I need to do this. And she literally said, like, I'll come with you if you want. I said, I think this is something I have to do on my own. I think this is like, I think this is a major growth moment for me. And I ended up texting the number, which is weird, Texting the number, setting something up with my dad to meet, and I think we met like two weeks later. We met at a restaurant, and I remember going there. I was terrified. I remember sitting down at the table and thinking to myself, I don't even know what he looks like. Like, I have no idea. I don't even know if I'm going to know when he gets here. I don't know how, like, do I wave to him and say, hey, what's up? I'm Kev. You know what I mean? Like, that's a weird ass thing to think about. Right. And I remember seeing somebody walk by the window, and then I just knew. I don't know if it was just subconsciously or whatever, but I was like, oh, that's him. And then he came in. We were talking, and he was apologizing and crying and we were eating. And I again, like I I still think. I mean, you can tell I'm not emotional talking about this cuz I think I'm I'm trying not to be guarded, but I think for me it's just like I'm so cold to the fact because I'm so used to it. Like I've I've had to avoid the pain and the maybe insecurity of not having a dad for 20, 25 years, 27 years at that point. So now for me, it's like I'm 31. It's it's kind of something that's ingrained in me, Hmm. right? But we ended up talking. We had a great conversation. I left that day and I felt like, I don't know how to explain it. I felt complete. I felt like I did something that I had to do. I felt like it was the perfect decision. It was the right decision. It's something I had to do. But it was something that required a level of courage in me that I didn't even know I had. Ended up seeing my dad one or two other times since. And then business just started booming and we've been super busy so I haven't had a lot of time. And honestly, it's it's very hard to systematize going to see somebody who you're supposed to love and supposed to want to spend time with when that's not the way I feel necessarily. So it's it's very hard to allocate that time. Will it be worth it? Like That's kind of the question I ask. But... The reason I want I wanted to tell this story is because number one, not many people know this. This Mm -hmm. isn't something I talk about often. Not because I'm hiding it, just because I think I forget how impactful it was. But number two, that courageous moment genuinely changed my life. In in the exact ways I probably don't know yet, right? But getting that closure was huge for me. Huge. Having the ability to decide on my terms whether or not I want to follow through on this relationship was huge. And then believing in myself in terms of having the courage to face a fear that I never thought I was going to have to face literally opened up something in me and I doubt I'd be where I am today if it wasn't for showing myself the ability to face that. Opened up something for you. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just the... That was a part of me that I hid away for so long. You know, and, and are my dad and I best friends and spending time together every weekend? No, but it's... We have a relationship that we didn't have before. And I think that opened up something in me, for sure.
1: Yeah, I I agree a thousand percent. And this is an interesting thing that I talked to a close friend of mine about recently. And uh, I'll share this anonymously, actually.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever been afraid to tell your friends or your family what you really wanted out of life? It's clear that you want to get to the next level. Join our private Facebook group. In that private Facebook group, you're going to get around a growth-minded,
1: like-minded community who all have goals and dreams. That way you won't feel alone. You can be vulnerable. You can be understood. And again, there's nothing more important than getting on a winning team.
0: To join Next Level Nation, just click the link in the show notes.
1: So she had an unreasonably challenging relationship with her father. And he has recently passed uh, a couple months ago. And I asked her, just because I'm so curious, you know, what what was that like? What was your experience? And I also wanted to see how she was because I was just checking in. Mm. Um, and she basically said the best way I can explain it, and this is one of the best explanations I've ever heard in my life. She said, it's almost like my relationship with my father was a muddy glass, and I was working on clearing the mud out. Imagine you have a glass and there's mud in it and then you're pouring clean water into it and the muddy water is starting to um, come out and it's getting more and more clear, but it's still not clear. And what she tried to explain to me and my takeaway was basically like because of the traumas that her and her father went through that were really, really, you know, they're not little T traumas. They were very big T traumas. She basically said I don't know if it was ever going to be a fully clear glass, but now it's fully clear. She said now it's just love when, once he passed away. And I asked her, you know, I want to create I basically said I want to create that with my mom, my sister, my stepdad. My I want to clear my glass while I- while they're still here, while we're all still here. And I asked her her opinion. And I respect this person's opinion so deeply especially in this regard. And she said, I asked her like, how, how do I do it? And she said, courage, you know, you have to go and, and face those things. And the other thing she said was boundaries, like not, she's like not geographic or physical boundaries, but like energetic boundaries. Like basically like I'm no longer willing to partake in conversations like this or things like that. For example, you know, something that my mom or sister do is like they buy scratch tickets, something simple like that. And there's nothing against them. They get to do what they want. They get to make their own choices, but I don't like to gamble. So I would choose not to go do that or I would choose not to, you know, get that as a Christmas gift or whatever. So those kinds of boundaries. And so, you know, the reason why I think this is such a powerful topic and to bring it back to the listeners is that I think we all have mud in our glasses. I know we do. Um, The question is, are we clearing the glasses? And and more and more and more. Mm. And I'll just share this briefly, too. Speaking of courage and one courageous moment, um, if you're out there listening, you now know a little bit more about Kevin's story, and he's alluded to a lot of that before, but I'm glad you went deeper. I am also facing something that I'm called to, and... If you know my story, you know that my father passed away when I was two in a car accident. And you know that that almost happened to me when I was 26. And I got a second chance. And I really went all in on personal development from that moment until now. And, you know, all in is probably an understatement, honestly. And I really took full advantage. I have been taking full advantage of that second chance that my dad never got to turn it all around. And, you know, but what what you don't hear much about is that I had a stepdad. Uh, who was friends with my father and 13 years of my life, I had a stepfather and no one ever hears about it. Mm-hmm. And the reason no one ever hears about it is because I, I probably subconsciously sidestep it because I'm maybe not ready or scared or, or whatever. And I'll be brief about this, but basically I've recently been, I, I recently went through his entire Facebook and kind of just researched and I don't know how I'm, I don't, I'm not friends with him on Facebook, maybe he has a public profile, but I was able to see pretty much everything, and I felt called to reach out, and uh, I don't know where that will go, but I feel called to like sit down and have lunch or something. Mm. I just want to get to a place where healing and forgiveness and love is what prevails, even though there might be some mud in the glass. And uh, the last thing I'll say here is when you said that something opened up in you, I believe that that actually manifests into the, the, the true fulfillment that you actually want. You and I were at, so Kevin and I did a speech at a place called Confident Women's Consortium. But prior to that, we went to one of them to research what it would be like to be a speaker there. And Shauna Pelton was speaking. And she's now a dear friend of ours. She spoke on Top Notch Live stage. But at the time, she had someone volunteer and come up on stage and I volunteered and she basically had me hold my hand in my heart and go back into my 14-year-old self and basically like forgive my 14-year-old self for everything. And I was crying like pretty intensely in front of the entire audience. And I was talking to Emilia last night about this and I said that, sweetheart, I, if I didn't do that and have that experience, thank you, Shauna, um, I don't believe I would have been able to meet you. I think that opened up something in me, just like you said, mm. where now I was more energetically open to love and to love at a deeper level. And I had less, less walls up. And I do believe that those walls we're referring to is ego. And I know that Emilia wouldn't have been attracted to me at that prior ego version. And it's not to say I was anything negative. I don't mean ego in like an arrogant way. I just mean when you're afraid to get hurt, you're in scarcity. And when you're in scarcity, you have an ego. You either shell up or you puffer fish. And that keeps everybody at bay. They don't get to know the real you. Think about what a puffer fish is. It's someone who like puffs themselves up to pretend they're something they're not. Mm. Or a shell, a turtle shell, they hide. They don't say the thing they want to say, do the thing they want to do, feel the way they want to feel. It's a lack of vulnerability. So I believe people who are on my end of Drive to Five need vulnerability and humility. And I believe that people who are on the shell-up side, they need confidence. And honestly, they need confidence to, to really lean into who they really could be rather than who they've been you know, conditioned to be.
0: Epic monologue. Oh. Epic monologue. This is a heavy one today on a Monday, but honestly, maybe your courageous moment isn't like ours. Maybe it's not as, maybe it doesn't feel as courageous. Or maybe it's something that isn't as big that you think feels more courageous. I think courage for everybody is personal and I think it depends on where you are in your life and, you know, for me, I think it was a sign. It was like, you know what, it's time for me to face this now and I'm so glad I did, genuinely. It definitely opened up something in me and now it's, there's not really hate there. Like, before there was a lot of hate. I don't know that I would say there's love, but it's not hate. It's not hate. More what did under- it transform into? The hate? Yeah. The understanding, I think. Like, look, do one do I think this person was doing their best with what they had? Yeah. I mean, you know, I wasn't exactly planned, you know, so it's not like they right. were planning to have me. Um I empathy. Empathy. I want to give myself empathy for the way I felt, but I want to give him empathy too and, and forgiveness. Right. And understand, look, like would I be doing what I was what I'm doing if that wasn't the case? Right. Like that's that's the thing is like honestly I I still wear that as I definitely have a chip on my shoulder, but I, I think it's good because I think it transformed me into who I am. Would we be partners? Probably not. Right. Probably
1: not. Did we spend last Father's Day together? I know
0: we got to go, but I don't. I know we did before. I don't know if we did last time. I feel like we did the last
1: three years. spend Father's Day together, and I think we saw each other on Father's Day last time. Maybe. I think.
0: Well, that's that's our thing. Because
1: I remember telling Emilia that I, I would love to go back in the calendar and figure out whether or not we did. But one last thing I'll say too, and and maybe it's not. Maybe this one courageous moment isn't facing right. someone that you've. I hope it's not. Yeah. Ho- right. I hope it's not. Maybe it is just sending a DM. You know, like someone, one of our listeners said, hey, if you never ask, you'll never know. Would you mind jumping on the phone for 20 minutes? You know, that, Isaac, shout out to shout Isaac. Shout out to Isaac. And it's like, that was that took a lot of courage. I could tell he was nervous and I don't know why. I'm, I mean, I appreciate that you think I'm a big deal, but I'm just grateful you reached out. Um, but here's what I would say. You know, whatever it is for you, ask your intuition. What are you called to do that you've been avoiding doing because you're afraid? Don't get all macho and pretend you're not afraid. I remember last Father's Day or two Father's Days ago, Kevin and I were spending time together, and I shared a really hard story about um, my alcohol challenges. And then later that night, I went to my dad's grave for the first time in since I was a kid. I used to get brought there as a kid by my grandma, my mom and pop-up. But that was the first time I went there on my own accord by myself, And really, I remember it was nine o'clock at night. I couldn't find it for the longest time. I called my mom, called my sister. I called my grandma. My grandma actually left her place, came and showed me where to find it because it was really uh, challenging for me to find. My sister was trying to explain where and all that. Um, And we were FaceTiming. But I eventually found it and it was dark. It was like 9.30 at night on Father's Day. And which is, you'd think you'd be scared in a graveyard at 9.30 at night. You know, I wasn't scared. It was like, it was peaceful. Um, so anyways, that that's a heavy one. Work your way up to that. Because I guarantee you that I wouldn't have gotten, I didn't just start there. I started doing courageous moments ever since my car accident. And eventually I got to the place where I felt ready to go there. Just like now I feel ready to sit down with my stepdad. So I think you have to build. You have to start small and build.
0: Fire, fire, heavy episode today. Whatever it is, whatever your courageous moment is, chase that thing down. Also, tonight is Monday. If you're listening to this, it's Monday. Tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have our meetup Monday. I believe it is how to increase your influence to impact more people. Oh, yeah? I believe that's what it is. We're going to be going through what we refer to as the influence quotient. Yes. Yeah. Nice. nice, like, you like yeah. that? big fan. And uh, we're very much looking forward to seeing you guys. 40-minute keynote and then 20 minutes of connection between uh, the team and the community after. Also, Alan and I are doing free speeches. So if we have never spoken to you or your community or your school or your corporation, we will come in and do a custom speech. The first one is always free. Um, what you heard last night, if you listened to the Valentine's Day special, that was a virtual speech that we did at Mass Maritime. Yep. So we're really, really pushing this initiative because right now, virtual is everything, and we can talk to anybody in any corner of the world. So reach out to uh, myself, Alan, Amy, anybody on the team, and we will definitely get that thing scheduled. And
1: notice how customized that was to the responses that mm. we received. That's the important part. It's going to be completely customized to your specific school or organization. Also, we're doing group coaching. So group two is almost filled. We already have group one filled. We're both, we're starting them both in March. So one is March 17th. The other one's March 22nd, I believe 24th. And uh, we're super, super pumped about it. So imagine what your life could look like if you got on a team of 10 people that were all committed to their goals. They're all committed to consistency. We're going to get peak performance tracking you're going to be in a WhatsApp group where you can communicate not only with your team, but with Kevin and I as well. Uh, you're going to get bi-weekly phone calls, check-ins every single other week, every other week for three full months. Just imagine what you could accomplish in 90 days on a winning team. The The culture that we're going to create on these teams is like, listen, for these 90 days, we're all out. We're going. And your lo- life can look completely different three months from today.
0: Fire. Fire. I don't know if it's for you, but... I really think that if you're ready to get to the next level, the next level, Oh yeah, this is going to be the way to do it. One courageous moment. One courageous moment.
1: Nextleveluniverse.com.
0: Yes. Click group coaching. Click group coaching. Tomorrow, we have our live meetup Monday from last week. The most important things every emotionally driven person needs to know. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoyed this. We hope you'll enjoy that. As always, we don't have fans. We have family. And um, do your courageous moment for the day.